When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. You're about to experience a life giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the people's bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, let's get into today's life-giving message. Bible's up. Let's make our confession of faith. It's new, so you got to look at the screen. Let's go. I am blessed because the life-giving message I'm about to hear will change what I do. In Jesus' name, amen. God, speak to us now. We'll do what you do when you do how you do when you do it because you do it so well. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, this is the year you set it off. Say, this is the year I set it off. Uh-uh. Listen, I need you to talk. Bishop, why do I have to talk so much in church? You talk a lot everywhere else. Don't come in here and be quiet. Song says, I will not be silent. Life and death are in the power of your tongue, which means you are only going to possess what you have the ability to pronounce, and you're only going to see what you have the strength and the courage to say. So th- the reason I have you say so much is because it's a faith principle. The reason I have you agree with people so much is it's a faith principle. The Bible says where two or three touch on agreeing anything, it shall be done for them. Well, you can't touch them right now, but you can agree with them. So I just need you to lay your hands on yourself, get some agreement with yourself, and say, my next 12 will be my best 12. Say, this is the year I set it off. Now I need you to catch eyes with somebody else and say, this is the year you set it off. Baby, this is not going to be a repeat of 2020. This is about to be better on a whole nother level. This is about to be better in a whole nother dimension. You thought you saw me do something amazing. You ain't seen nothing yet somebody say I'm about to set it off so what have we learned we've learned that phrase set it off had several meanings I began to teach you on New Year's Eve but really all of those meanings can be summarized in one phrase one thing can change everything it's amazing to me because for those of you uh, that are listening to me now that are your cooks or your chefs or you can burn as we say in the south and by burn we mean that you don't burn the food burn means that you can cook the food real good you didn't burn because you burnt the food you burn because you didn't burn the food you know that one ingredient can change the total taste of a meal. And for some of you, God says, I'm about to put that one thing in your life this year that's going to change the whole taste of your life this year. One thing has the ability to change everything. And I need your faith to be stirred at the beginning of the year because you're going to need some stamina to keep up. Because every time you turn around, there he go blessing you again. Every time you turn around, there he go opening a door and making a way for you. One thing can change everything. Today's message is called, get in there. Why? Because what's ahead of you isn't a repeat, so it requires more. 
God is about to do more in your life, so that requires more from you. To whom much is given, much is required. Stop. God says, only to the level to which you give. And by give, I'm not just talking financially. I'm talking about to what you put into it. We live in a culture that wants a whole lot of something without putting a whole lot of anything in. I wish you acted like you had some friends that want your loyalty, but they don't give it to you. Come on. We, we have a whole culture that says, I want something for nothing. And can I help you understand something? There are no free lunches. Somebody got to pay. And I'm here to tell you, God says, for me to do more in your next 12, I require more from you in your next 12. Somebody say, I'm getting in there. So in Exodus chapter 14, we meet the children of Israel. The children of Israel also referred to as the Hebrews. They are God's people. And God's people find themselves in 430 years of bondage under a new Pharaoh. Interesting point. This is why some of you need to get into Bible college. It is not that a new government arose and a new Pharaoh arose. It is that a group of invaders came into a country that was not their own. And when they came into a country that was not their own, they lifted up their own government and they allowed a new Pharaoh to come to power. And that new Pharaoh came to power and he did not know the God of the Hebrews. And so now he began to deal shrewdly with them. He began to treat them poorly because he said, we recognize that they are stronger than us. So if we don't learn how to divide them, they might get us. If we don't learn how to conquer them, they might get us. If we don't learn how to turn them against one another, they might be strong enough to overtopple us and take us down. So Pharaoh rises to power. And as Pharaoh rises to power, it essentially is a coup d'etat. Come on, can I teach for a minute? What is that? It is an overthrow of the government. Come on, you'll catch up. It's an overthrow of the existing government. And that existing government, uh, watch me, is taken over by a new Pharaoh. He comes to power. And when he comes to power, he begins to uh, enslave the Hebrews. Hebrews. And for 430 years, the Hebrews are in slavery. They're in bondage. Now, do not get it twisted. It is not the same type of slavery we saw practice in America. In American slavery, that's called chattel slavery, and that type of slavery never ever existed in mankind's history until it was practiced in America. So do not use the Bible to justify American slavery. Let's talk. It's not the same thing. All right? How do you know it's not the same thing? Because often they would say, let us go to worship. And Pharaoh would say, fine, you can go to worship. That's not the same way as it was in chattel slavery in America. They're in 430 years of bondage. And God raises up a man named Moses. Everybody say Moses. Moses' name in Hebrew is Moshe, which means to draw out. Interesting, he has been drawn out of the Nile River uh, to be raised in the environment of the Pharaoh, but he's going to be used to draw his people out. Can I tell you what you need to do if you haven't done it? You need to know the meaning of your first, middle, and last name because your name prophesies what you're here to do. I said your name prophesies what you are here to do. I'll say it a third time. Your name prophesies what you're here to do. You are not just here to have babies and die. You're not just here to get married and get a house and die. You were sent to rule and to reign and to conquer and to subdue. And your name prophesies why you're here. Lay your hands on yourself and say, my name explains why I'm here. Uh -uh, you didn't say it like you mean to say, my name explains why I'm here. 
So Moshe, he is to draw out. And so God begins to deal with Moses and to train Moses in the ways of the Egyptians so that he'll know how to have access to Pharaoh. Check this out. He says, listen, you need to be able to have an open door to move in and amongst them. So I'm going to bring you up in the environment of the Pharaoh so that when you walk to Pharaoh, they're not going to say, who is this Hebrew? They're going to say, watch me, who is this that has access to us? For some of you, you came up in some real crazy stuff that didn't make sense, but it's going to make sense this year. So when they see you, they won't recognize you as a stranger. You'll be able to walk in certain environments and have access. Come on. Which means I'm not just going to have power in the church house. I'm going to have power in every other house I step into. You'll have power with the government. You'll have power with the decision makers. You... Moses, I want you to have access. So he's brought up, and then God begins to deal with Moses. Moses, he goes, uh, he kills an Egyptian, and then he goes into exile for years. And so he's prepared on what we sometimes refer to as the backside of a mountain, and the backside of a desert. And then God says, okay, Moses, now it's time. He tells him it's time, watch me, when he thinks that it's over. For some of you, your life is nowhere near being over. It's just beginning. Let me speak to those of you that are in your 50s, 60s, 70s. Listen, your life is not over, boo. It is just getting started. I need you to stop talking about in the second half. You ain't even in the second half, baby. You're just in the second quarter. The Bible says that he'll renew your youth like the eagle, which means as you age, you're going to get better over time like a fine wine. When Moses thinks that his life is over, that's when God says it's finally beginning. So he sends him to Egypt, and he says, I need you to tell Pharaoh to let my people go. You know the story. Maybe you don't. That's why I'm giving you a little background. And so he says, Moses says, God, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Moses had a stuttering problem. Now, God, how is it that you're going to use me to speak, and I have a stutter? Let me help you. Where your greatest weakness is is where God wants to get the greatest strength out of you. You didn't hear what I just said. Well, your greatest weakness is, is where God wants to get the greatest strength. Some of you, there's areas you're really shy, and where you're really shy is where he wants to get the most strength. For some of you, you have areas of your life where you're like, God, I'm scared of that. He's like, that's where your power is. And I need for everybody in 2021, somebody say, I'm setting it off. I, I will live by faith and not by sight. I will not let fear block me or stop me. Moses says, I can't do it because I stutter. You literally want me to be a spokesman for you, but I stutter. Wherever you are afflicted, that's where you're gifted. Wherever you are afflicted, that's where you're gifted. I'll say it a third time for the people in the back. Wherever you are afflicted, that's where you're gifted. All I need to do is look at where I've been attacked, and that's where my treasure is. Some of you are trying to figure out why me. You need to instead turn and look and say, you attack me over here, that's where my power is. You attack me over here, that's where my strength is. You attack me over here, that's where... So Moses says, I can't do it because I'm a stutterer. God says, listen, I knew that before, so, beforehand. He says, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what to say. You tell Aaron what to say. And Aaron will be your prophet. I, you will be as God to Pharaoh and Aaron will be as, as the prophet to Pharaoh. In other words, I'm about to exalt the way Pharaoh sees you. In other words, watch me. You, you, they are your enemy, but they're going to be scared of you. You ain't going to be scared of them. That's why when they talk about you, they don't do it to your face. That's when they lie on you, they don't do it to your face. Why? Because as far as they're concerned, you got a whole nother level of authority on you. So check this out. So, so, the, so, so, so he says, I, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. I got this starting issue. I can't do it. And he says, and besides, God, I don't even know your name. You don't know my name. I don't even know your name. He says, I'll tell you what my name is. He says, all we know is that you're the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. 
All we know is that, watch me, what Big Mama told us, what Daddy told us, what Grandmama told us. Was, all we know is what's been passed down. We do not know you for ourselves. Stop. Can I help you understand? Sometimes what you go through is so that you can meet him for yourself. Because you know what everybody else has said about him, but sometimes you need to experience him for yourself. You heard other people say he's a healer until you met him when he healed you. You heard other people say he's a way maker until he made a way for you. You had other people say that he's a door open until he had to do it for you. Somebody open your mouth and say, I know him for myself now. I so, so he says, I'll tell you what my name is, Moses. Here's my name. My name is I am. Check it out. A year, a share, a year in Hebrew, which means I, I will prove who I am and what I am. In other words, I'm going to show you better than I can tell you. But check this out. I am is my name, which means you got to be careful whatever follows I am about you. Because what you're really saying is God said. Every time you say, I am blank, whatever you're saying, you're saying God said it because his name is I am. So whatever follows your I am becomes your reality. So I need you to speak to say, I am blessed. What did you just say? God said I'm blessed. Shut your mouth. I need you to say, I am prosperous. You just said, God said that you're prosperous. Come on, say, say I am living in my best 12. You just said, God said I'm living in my best 12. So you have to be careful when you say, I am, and you put a negative statement right there. Because you're literally, watch me, you're taking the name of the Lord in vain. You're taking the name of the Lord in vain. I'm going to say it a third time. You're taking the name of the Lord in vain when you use it negatively. Because his name is not God. That's the title. His name is I am. That's why it says, don't take my name in vain. In other words, be careful what comes after your I am. Because you're misusing and abusing my name. Y'all still here? So, so he says, listen, go to Pharaoh. So he goes to Pharaoh, and because Pharaoh was familiar with him, he walks in, and they're like, Moses. Moses. Moses, what are you doing here? Um, God says, let my people go. Them people? Check this out. Pharaoh, the scripture suggests, was going to do it. But the Bible says, and the Lord hardened his heart. I need you to hear me because there are certain things in your past where you've got no's that weren't the devil trying to fight you. It was God saying, I'm about to get the glory out of this. Listen to me. There are certain things in your past that have been hard. And you're like, God, why is something so simple so hard? I wish I had a witness here. Why is some, this should be easy. This should be, I should have had this handled 10 years ago, five years. Why is this so hard? Because there are certain things that God says, I'm going to make them say no. The Bible says, and the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart. So now we go through 10 plagues. So nine times Pharaoh says no. And then on the 10th time he says no, but something different happens. Somebody say it's different now. Something different happens on the last time because the Bible says that the death angel comes and that um, the death angel, it smites the firstborn of every Egyptian son, including their animals. Check this out. God says, I'm going to be so precise that I'm going to get your enemies and what they own. Mm. It was the firstborn of their children and the firstborn of their livestock. But nowhere where the blood of the lamb was applied could the death angel come. This is why I need you not to be worried and walk in fear about what the news says. I need you not to be worried about vaccine this, vaccine that. I need you to do your medical business and talk to your doctor. But I don't need you walking in fear. Why? Because the blood covers you. And since it's not your number, the Bible says the days of man are numbered, which means when it's your number, it's your number. But guess what? If you still got a pulse, God still has a plan. Somebody say, it's not my number yet. Say, which means I'm about to live 
like I've never lived before. Baby, some of you got corona and beat it. You've been given a whole nother chance and you better set this sucker off. Somebody say, I'm setting it off. The blood covered. So the same thing the Egyptians went through, God's people didn't go through. The world was going through recession. God's people were buying new property. The world was going through recession. God's people were buying apartment buildings. The world was going through issues, but God's people were prospering. The world was shutting one out of five businesses down, but God's people were opening brand new businesses. Somebody say, the blood covers me. So listen, the blood covers. And overnight, Pharaoh summons Moses and Aaron. And he says, I tell you what, he says, you have brought this mess on us. He says, you and all your people, get out of here. The scripture says that they had went to the Egyptians and plundered the Egyptians for silver, for gold, for clothing, for gold. They have plundered them. God sent them out of Egyptian slavery for 430 years rich. And I listen, which means the promise was bigger than money. What God's going to do to you is bigger than cash, cars, and clothes. You're not just another episode of Cribs. Some of y'all remember that show. You're not just, let me go back further. You're not just a Robin Leach on the lifestyles of the rich and famous. No. God says, what I do through you, people are going to look and say, look, it's a, this is the Lord's doing. And it's Because they got more than money. They got a good heart. Shut up. They got more than money. They got a good spirit. They got more than money. They are blessed to be a blessing. They got more than money. They're faithful. They got more than money. They're consistent. Everybody say, this is bigger than money. He sent them out rich. You know, you didn't hear me. He sent them out rich. But the Bible says, but they were still on their way to a promised land. He said, I'm going to give you what you need before you get there. So when you get there, all you got to do is build. And for some of you, God says, I use 2020 to hook you up and load you up. Because come 2021, you're about to. I'm building this year. I need you to act like you were Ezekiel in that valley. I'm going to take the, my valley of myself, my valley of the same, my valley of my pain. That's going to become my strength and my wood. Somebody say, I'm building this year. So, so overnight, they come out and they're rich. Pharaoh says, leave. They have to leave so fast that they didn't have a chance for their bread to leaven or their bread to rise. That's why the feast immediately following the Passover is called the Feast of Unleavened Bread because the bread had no time to even rise. And check this out. In other words, God did it so fast for them. He said, there's certain stuff you thought you needed. You thought you needed the bread to be ready. God says, uh-uh. Uh-uh. Somebody gonna catch it. You're gonna get a phone call that says, you got 20 minutes to get down here and pick up this check. Play with me if you want to. Let me prophesy. You got 30 minutes to get down here. We holding this deal just for you. you somebody say it's going to happen quick, fast, in a hurry. Somebody say quick, fast, in a hurry. He did it for them so fast. Because guess what? If I listen, they thought this was about to be like last time. Because nine times now, nine times, it looked like it was about to happen, then it shut down. It looked like it was about to happen, then it shut down. It looked like it was about to happen, then it shut down. It looked like it was finally happening, then it shut down. 
God says, but this ain't going to be a repeat. <laughs> this is not going to be a repeat of what you've been through in your past. He says, this is going to happen so quickly for you. You better have, matter of fact, you better have your stuff ready. Somebody today, you need to go apply for your passport. Because the moment the world opens back, y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Somebody holler suddenly on three. One, two, three. So they come out. Pharaoh says, get out of here. And as they're getting out, after 430 years, the Bible says to the day. God is so precise that he won't let a prophetic word slip even by a moment. Everything that's ever been spoken over you, you better hear me. This is the year you've been waiting for it to manifest. Don't you be afraid to start at one. So look, now we're at Exodus 14. So I just told you all those amazing things. And guess what? Pharaoh, things begin to change. The Lord said to Moses, tell the people of Israel to turn back. Wait a minute. We just started celebrating coming out quickly. And now all of a sudden, your next instruction feels like a previous instruction. Let me see if I can say it another way. This, this new thing feels like old failure. I'm going to talk to y'all because y'all lit over here. This new thing feels like old failure. Matter of fact, that's why I didn't even want to say nothing because I was scared it was going to be that. That's why it was hard for me to praise God because I was scared it was going to be that. This new thing feels like old failure. Because God, how are we marching out of Egypt and we marching and we marching and while we're marching, you say stop. Turn back. And camp. What does camp mean? This ain't going to be forever. This is going to be a temporary interruption. Somebody say, this is a temporary interruption. Ooh, I don't know who needs to hear that. But for some of you, like, this is what I thought my next tour would be my best tour. It is, you just at the commercial break. The show's about to start for you come Monday morning. So what does he do? He pulls them back. But God only pulls you back to launch you forward. Can I tell you why he pulled them back? I'm going to show you. He says, tell the children of Israel to turn back. He pulls them back to launch them forth. Encamp at Pi Hehiro. That means the mouth of freedom. Check this out. God, you want me to sit at the mouth of freedom. For 430 years, we've been trying to get to Pi Hehiro. Now we're there, and you say, sit and look at it. I need you to sit and look at it because you need to study it. And I need you to study it because when you're walking in it, you're not going to have time to study and walk. You're going to have to study it. So when you get there, you already know what to do. Hey, bye. Between Migdal, Migdal means the pulpit. That's the place you get the word. Watch me. And the sea. Say the sea is over here. Migdal, the sea. And then he said, I want you to stand and you're going to face, watch me, not the pulpit. You're going to face Belzephon. Belzephon was a mountain that literally means the storm. The pulpit's behind you, giving you the word you need to keep pressing. This is why for those of you that I'm just so discouraged, I'll tell you why. It's because you got Migdal in the wrong place. You're not listening to the messages. You're not listening to the podcast. You're not listening to the YouTube. And I need you to drink these messages like a, like, like a fist drink water. Come on. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. I need you to drink, uh, eat these messages like a vegan has uh, 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 kale. I, 
Just mm, mm, mm. every time people see you, what you doing? I'm eating. Why? Because I'm facing some storms and I need Migdal behind me to say, you bet not give up. You bet not throw in the towel. Your next 12 will be your best 12. Between Migdal, pulpit, the sea, they're facing the storm. And, and guess what? And Pharaoh's coming on the other part. Are y'all still with me? And God says, I need you to face the storm. He says, listen, I, I pulled you back to make you face something. I pulled you back to make you face something. Can I go deeper, 1115? Baal was a false god. Let's go. Baal's phone was the mountain of the god of storms. <clears throat> he says, I need you to deal with the idols you keep making out of your struggles. I need you to deal with the, uh, you keep, but I'm just, you know what, I'm a single mom. You are not the only one. Stop making an idol out of that. But, but I've been through hell. You are not the only one that's been through hell. Stop making an idol out of that. You've made an idol out of your struggle. So now people don't even know your name. They know your struggle. But in your next 12, people are going to know your name. Say my name. Say my name. Why? He's about to make your name great. Right? He says, you're going to, you're going to, this is temporary. This can't, don't, don't unpack your bags. I, I need you to be prepared. Don't even, don't settle in. Some of you are like, I know you just moved. He was like, look, don't, don't, look, just set it up for a temporary move. Let's go. I know you just got it. Just set it up for a temporary thing. Because you went camping here, but baby, this is not a permanent You shall encamp facing it. See how it is when that atmosphere, right? Let's go. You shall encamp facing it. Mountain bells are falling. So the sea's on one side, the pulpit's on the other side, and watch me, and Pharaoh is coming for them on the other side. Look at verse 8. And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he pursued the people of Israel while the people of Israel were going out defiantly. Here's what happened. The reason God pulled them back is because it was about 2 million people coming out of Egypt. Could you imagine? 2 million people is the entire population of everybody from Boulder to Colorado Springs. For those of you that live in Denver. If you live in Atlanta, my Atlanta family, it is, it is not even the full African-American population of Atlanta. It's actually a little less. Okay, that's a lot of folk. Okay? I'm just trying to give you context. Got it? Uh, just trying to give you context. Got it? It's, but imagine how many people that is walking out of Egypt and they're walking because they're carrying what they gathered in Egypt so it's taking them time to bring everything they've accumulated in their previous into their present but God says I need I pulled you back not to punish you I pulled you back because you're not leaving anything in Egypt everything you've ever been through I'm gonna make sure it gets used in your next you thought you were a fool for going to school and getting that degree. You about to use it. Shut up. You thought y'all ain't gonna talk to me. You thought that you were crazy for that part of your life you went through, but you're about to use it. Nothing is going to be wasted from your past. Nothing's gonna be wasted from your present. So I pulled you back to give them time to catch up. I pulled you back to give you time to get everything gathered together. I pulled you back because, listen, the first offer was just to see if you were going to obey me. Now that I know that you're going to obey me, the second offer is the real one. Hey, This is good to me. Somebody said he pulled me back to launch me forward. And in my next 12, I'm launching forward. 
Listen. Listen. It says, the children of Israel were going out, what? Defiantly. Defiantly there, here it is, it is the word rum. Everybody say rum. rum. Now, it is not that rum. I don't need you at the queue tomorrow talking about I'm just trying to be like the children of Israel. And if you know what the queue is, I'm talking to you for real. If you don't know what it is, then, then I'm not talking to you. But if you know what that is, uh-uh. I said what I said. Right? Rum here, but you, you know why I love the, the use of the Hebrew word rum? It's because, listen, I love the, I, I, I love. You know why I love the use of the Hebrew word rum? It's because, because here's what it implies. Because it literally means praise enthusiastically with lifted hands. Here's what I love about that. You have got to get to the place to where your praise is so enthusiastic, it feels like you've been drinking. Let me tell you why some of y'all never see breakthrough. You don't get to a place where your praise escapes you. The Bible says, put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. I just want to see if we can take a drink, drink at the 1115. On three, I need everybody to praise him. One, two, three. Go. If you're in this building, praise or go home and watch online. If you're in this building, praise or get in the vestibule. Oh, hey, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Say my next 12, my best 12. Your praise ought to get to the point to where it feels like you've been. People ought to see you and say, is she all right? And what they don't realize is all the hell you've been through, all the pressure you've been through, all the issues you've been through, watch me act a whole fool for God. That's what hallelujah means. It means to act a fool. On three, I'm going to give y'all one more chance. We got to move on. One, two, three, go. Hallelujah. And people say you look crazy. Well, you should have saw me when I almost went crazy. But come. Let's go. Let's go. He says, he says, they came out defiantly. Defiantly means they came out praising so intently. It was like they had a sip of, of rum. I like the use of that Hebrew word. Now check this out. But as they're going out like that, God is over here playing chess. Because while they're over there doing that, Pharaoh's sitting up getting mad. And because Pharaoh couldn't tweet or Facebook or Instagram, Pharaoh got mad. And so Pharaoh came up after him. I'm just saying, trying to make it relevant for you in modern times. Pharaoh getting mad. God hardened his heart. God hardened his heart. And for some of you, you were doing this and you thought it was over. Because you thought it was the end. Now realizing God says, no, 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 no. Because Pharaoh still thinks he let you go. I'm about to show him I made this happen. I will get the glory over the Egyptians. Somebody said, God's about to get the glory. 
Keep praising them. I need you to keep doing it. While they're doing that, the children of Israel begin to cry out. And they begin to get worried because somebody in the back, you always got, listen to me. Let me tell you something. You always got something. No, you keep praising. You don't stop, don't say stop. If you got to just stop moving one knee, then just move one, just do what, just do like this. <laughs> if you got to catch your breath, catch your breath. Switch feet. Let's go. Uh, I need y'all to catch up. Because some of you stop because you're tired and you think that that's a reason to stop. It is not a reason to stop, which means on Monday, I'm going. On Tuesday, I'm going. On Wednesday, I'm going. On Thursday, I'm going. On Friday, I'm going. On Saturday, I'm going. I may be tired, but watch me praise him. Somebody in the back, somebody in the back, somebody, there's always somebody. Somebody in the back, while they up front doing this, they turn around. Hey! Pharaoh Nim back there. Translation, Pharaoh Nim. Nim is a southern colloquialism which means and them. We just cut out some of the extra syllables so that you could get it out quickly. Pharaoh and them are there. So now, they shift from focusing forward and praising enthusiastically to now they turn to listen to what's behind them. You better be real careful who runs to you with reports. If your report ain't helping us move forward, I rebuke every gossip, I rebuke every tale bearer, every soothsayer, every witch, every warlock, every evil spirit that's trying to stir up mess and stir up drama. I rebuke you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Because now they're worried. They were going, they were, they were roaming. Now, stop. They take their enemy off their God and put it on, watch me, their past. Let me tell you what's crazy about that. That's worse than worry. Worry is concerned about the future. This is called rumination, where you're worried about the past you can't change. I need you to say, my past is over. Is what it is. Say, bye, boy. Bye, bye girl. Bye. What are you saying? Whatever is back there. Let me tell you about some of you married couples can't enjoy now. It's because you keep looking back. And if you compare who you have to what you had, you are disrespecting what you prayed for. I don't know who that's for. I feel like preaching at this 11.15. There's a shift in the atmosphere. There's something we had to pierce through at that 9.15, but we, we got through there. So look, there's somebody back there saying, hey, 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 Pharaoh is back here. Pharaoh is back here, and he's got his army with him, and he mad too. He mad, ain't it though? He mad. People, you got to watch out for sensationalists because they always make you worry about what ain't real. They make you worry about what's not real. They'll say stuff that's not even true. Are y'all still here? So look, so, so they start crying out. And, they're like, and here's what they do. They start complaining. They say to Moses, hey, Moses, you brought us out here. What, there were no graves in Egypt. Listen, you brought us out here to die. Listen, sensationalists always make it worse than it is. Who talking about dying? 
How you jump from, all we're doing is marching. How you go from marching to dying? It's because there, sometimes the enemy will put people around you to sensationalize what you're dealing with. So you end up over-treating what didn't need to be treated at all. You still here? So, 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 so they're, they're, now they're complaining against Moses. It's amazing because the first people, listen to me, church people, the first people, the first person people turn on when they screw up is leadership. The first, listen, if you're a leader, you need to get used to being blamed for stuff you don't know nothing about. People will put words in your mouth. That's why you just got to pray that the Lord deals with people. Because people will say stuff you never said. Sometimes I get, I said, I ain't never said that. The first thing people will do when they screw up is blame who's in charge. So if, you, if you're going to call the shots, you have to take the shots. One of the shots you have to take is, listen, that is not my issue. And, I, and since you need some help, I'm going to help you. So what does Moses do? Moses, see, here's what Moses does. They throw their complaints on him. Moses throws his complaints on God. And the Lord is like, look at the Lord's response. He says, listen, 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 listen. Look at verse 14. This is what Moses says to the people. The Lord will fight for you. Now notice, Lord is all caps. All caps, when you see L-O-R-D, all caps, that's Y-H-W-H. yod Wanhe. That's God's actual name. Yahweh in short in Hebrew, Jehovah in short in English. This is his name. Why is that important to know? Because that is not the name of an angel. That's him. That's not Michael. That's not Gabriel. That's no angel. That's God. What does this mean? The Lord says, I'm coming personally to fight for you. He basically told heaven, hold my calls. I'll be back. Because I'm coming to fight for every person connected to Harvest in 2021. I'm coming to personally fight them somebody say he's coming himself that's why he had to shut it down because whenever a dignitary comes you have to shut down the roads you got to shut down access that's why some of y'all there's been people that you, that you used to be close to you're not anymore because God says shut them roads down shut access down I'm coming to your house and I need you to shut down everybody that might try to interfere that's why some of you your phone all of a sudden went dry and you're used to it. Who am I talking to? You're used to it going all the time, but God shut it down. God says that means that the motorcade's about to come through. I'm about to show up and I'm about to fight for you. Somebody say the Lord is fighting for me. He says, I'm coming personally. He says, the only thing you got to do is shut up. Now, silent. There's two meanings here. He says, because children of Israel, the last thing I heard you say was complaining. Moses, you brought us out here to die in the graves. And Moses, wasn't that better when we were in Egypt? Boo, you begged for 400 years to get out of this. I get you out and you won't back? For some of you, could it be that the reason it's up and down for you all the time is because God says, you keep playing with me. And in 2021, you're going to have to be for real, for real. You say you wanted it. When you get it, you don't know what to do with it. You say you want to be used, and then when I start using you, complain because of how you were used. Then you shouldn't have asked to be used. To be used means to be used. The last thing I heard you say, children of Israel, you complained to me. He said, I can't believe this. He said, so I'm going to need you to hush. Be silent. He said, I don't want to hear that. 
He says, instead, let me tell you what I want. I want you to decide. Come here, Job 22, 28. And you said decide a thing and it should be established. I want you to decide. Because here's what the word silent means in Hebrew. It means to plow without complaining. In other words, he says, stop looking at that. Turn around. Look forward. Put your hand to the plow. What does that mean? The land in front of you needs to be dealt with. The land behind you is over. Your failures of 20 are over. Your failures of your last decade are over. Can we be honest? All of us have had some big screw-ups in our life, and I need to announce to everybody, that's over. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. He says, I need you to plow without complaining. So he says, let's step. And I need you to plow. And I need you to plow. And I need you to plow. 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 Pharaoh's still there, but I need you to pay him no mind. Your antagonizers are still there, but I need you to pay them no mind. Your internet trolls are still there. Let them go on and be a troll. I need you to plow. People who lie on you are still there. I need you to keep plowing. Somebody said, I'm plowing without complaining. So look, so look, look at verse 15. So the Lord said to Moses, come on, plow this way. So the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? What? God, what do you mean, why do I cry to you? What do you mean, why? I thought you were fighting for me. I already told you that. So I'm confused as to why we're still talking about it. If I've given you the order, I'm confused as to what you walked back in here for. That's like you going to the drive-thru. You're making your order, and then once you make your order, they just sit there. They said, pull up, and you're still sitting there. Here's the problem. While you're sitting there, you're delaying people that are waiting on you to move. There's some people that need you to get in the drive so that they can move up. The Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the people of Israel to do what? Go forward. Here's the problem. Let's, let's come back. Stand right here. Come back right here. No, you ain't got to plow right now. I ain't good, but just get your plow ready. Here's the problem. The Red Sea's on one side. Pharaoh's behind them. When we move Migdal, Migdal's over here. They're facing Baal's Zephon. So my only options are to go to the mountain. Boop, can't go to the mountain. It's a mountain. There's two million of us. How are we going to go up this mountain? I'm going up the rough. That's out of order. You're supposed to speak to mountains, not climb them. Besides that, it's not practical. We can't climb this mountain. There's two million of us. We got babies. We got, we, we, we got elderly folks. We can't all, we can't, everybody going to be able to get up to, it's going to take too long and baby's going to be hollering. Moses going to lose his cool. It's going to be a mess. Joshua going to say, well, let who dies die. I mean, we got to get up the mountain. Moses going to be saying, don't let nobody die. Joshua going to be, well, look, they should have got up here when I said get up here. The mountains on one side. Check this out. The Red Sea is on the other side. You still with me? Migdal, the pulpit's on the other side. Got it? But the pulpit is to give direction. And here come Pharaoh behind him. So their only option is to, is to move forward. Well, well, what is the only option we have now? The Red Sea. Well, how is that an option? It's a body of water. Now, Lord, we told you we couldn't climb the mountain because there's two million of us. You want us to get into the sea? And what are we supposed to do, swim? Watch me. We've been in bondage for 430 years. We don't know how to. 
How am I supposed to go forward? All I know is struggle. How am I supposed to be consistent? All I know is inconsistency. How am I supposed to apologize when all I saw was arrogant bastards in my family? Who am I talking to? How are you supposed to be something you've not seen? Bastards, fatherless, those that act like they have no father. He says, he says this. He, he says, go, set it off. Well, we don't <laughs> set it off. Set it off on the right, set it off on the left. Set, look, what are we supposed to do? So guess what? He says, Moses, lift your hands. He says, this is going to be your posture, Moses. And Moses, you're going to get tired. Whoever's closest get called, used by God. Come on. When do you get one arm? When do you get the other arm? All right? Here's the deal. Moses, lift your hands. And Moses when you get tired, because your arms are going to get tired, because watch me, you as the head have to stay in this position while people you lead are catching up to where you're at. Every husband, look, look, dude, look, sir, this is what you signed up for. To every leader, this is what you signed up for. You have to stay in position while they catching up. Do you hear me? Listen, business owners, single moms, this is what you signed up for. Your arms have to stay up while two million people cross. And if your arms drop, the water's gonna drown them. Let me see if I can say it another way. If you quit because you got people on your team that quit, then everybody is gonna drown. Somebody say, I don't have the luxury of giving up. He says, so I'm going to put Aaron and her. I'm going to have them to hold your arms up. Because you have to stay in this position, Moses. And you're going to get tired of it. So I'm going to send you support. Uh-oh. 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 Somebody say support's on the way. Give me the verse. He says, tell the children of Israel, why do you cry to me? Tell the people of Israel to go forward. So the Bible says, when his arms go up, the Lord sends a wind. What is another term for wind? Storm. Can I tell you that the way the Red Sea parted was that a storm came? Shut up. Shut up. I don't literally mean shut up. I mean it's so good that you missed it. So, uh-uh. The Red Sea didn't just open up. He sent a storm to open the Red Sea up. Let me see if I can say it another way. What you thought was your ending was actually what's opening it up for you. You're not hearing me. The storm opened up the obstacle that was in front of you. You wouldn't even be here today if it wasn't for a storm. You wouldn't have moved if it wasn't for a storm. You wouldn't have gotten out of that bad relationship if it wasn't for a storm. Somebody say, thank God for my storm. So look at what happens. Let me show you what happens. So, so go to the next, please. The angel covers them. Say, the angel covers them. So his hands are lifted. A storm comes, parts the Red Sea. The ground dries. The Lord vaporizes the water out of the mud so that it's dry. This means God says, You're gonna, I'm going to leave evidence so that you know I did this. 
Mm-mm. God says, this was not your education. This was not your degree. This was not who you know. I left evidence so that you would know, couldn't nobody have done this but God. I'm going to let you find the note where they were getting rid of you so that you know the only reason they kept you is because of me. So then an angel covers them. So two million people, they go into the Red Sea, and then they're going, they're going. Behind them, the angel of the Lord covers them. The angel's covering them. Say the angel covered them. Come on, y'all. Say the angel covered them. He says, listen, Pharaoh, I'm going to get in between you and them. So you're not going to be able to see their next move. I'm going to cover them. Then what happens? Look next. What happens next is then God causes the Egyptians to panic. Now, the whole time Moses has to be like this. Two million people have to cross the sea. The whole time, watch me, watch me. The whole time he has to be consistent. For some of you, let me tell you why your stuff keeps flooding again. It's because you break consistency. And if your arms go down, so does your wind. But I pray you have the support you need so that you don't break your consistency. Somebody say, I will be consistent. I'm almost done. So the angel blocks him. The angel blocks. And so now, then God causes the Egyptians to panic. And when the Egyptians panic, here's what happens next. When the Egyptians panic, water drowns Pharaoh's army. Two million people are crossing. Now listen, they got animals, gold, silver, children, children, young people. And you know they want snacks. You trying to run for your life and they're like, can we get something to eat? Mama, I'm tired. Boy, if you don't cross this sea, I I want a Happy Meal. You got some Happy Meal money? We trying to get to the other side right now. When they make it to the other side, the Lord says, this enemy you see today, you'll see no more again forever. So then water comes in and it drowns Pharaoh's army. Guess what? His arms have to stay there. God says, because the way you won, you're going to have to be consistent to keep winning. You won because of that. That's how you're going to keep winning. So let's look what happened next. This is what happened next. They walked on dry ground, as I already mentioned. And they go to the next part for me. This next part. And Pharaoh watched them win. Wait, wait a minute, Bishop. I thought you said that the water drowned Pharaoh's army. His army. Not him. He sat back. The whole time. With a hard heart. And he's watching them cross. And he watches his army drown. And God leaves him. Watch me. He started with the crew. He was the one that had to click. You about to be so glad you didn't fit into them people's little You about to be so glad you didn't pay them little people's games. God elevated you. Pharaoh, Pharaoh 
watches them win because the Lord drowns their army. And Pharaoh has to sit there. And if you remember the old Ten Commandments where we were taught in Heston, he says, Moses, God, is God. In other words, God says, I told you I was going to get the glory over them. I didn't kill them because I wanted them to watch. Everybody listen to me. There's some people who have done you dirty that you were just hoping. Look, can we be honest between me and you? Don't you tell nobody. Don't tell nobody. But you were just hoping, maybe, see y'all, okay, y'all don't want to keep it real. I'm going to leave it alone. I'm going to leave it alone. But for those of us that can be real, you were just kind of hoping and wishing. Lord, since you're getting people. And some of y'all were real petty and vindictive. You were checking a social media post. Got a cough. Oh, they go to judgment of the Lord. Okay, y'all don't want to be real. Okay, leave it alone. 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 He says, I didn't want them to leave. I didn't want them to die. <laughs> like Samuel Jackson. Yes, they deserve to die. And I hope they. God says, I don't want them to. Hands up. I didn't want them to. I wanted them to watch you win. I wanted them to see that every plot at sabotage didn't work. I wanted them to see that, that, that even when they were praying against you, hoping I turned on you, that I was fighting for you. And if God be for you, who would dare be against you? Thank you all. So here's the first time. Somebody say, and they won. And that would be amazing if that was the end of their story. But it wasn't. Say faith to faith. Glory to glory. Say here's part two. Don't say it. Say here's part two. It's the sequel. The sequel has similarities to the original. But it's not exactly the same. And Batman 2 for Batman Returns. I don't know about this new thing. It's about Michael Keaton Batman. When Batman was anointed. Oh, man, I'm just joking. Batman 2 starts and it's wintertime. And Michael just sitting there. I don't know why he's just sitting there in the dark. He's just sitting there in his chair. And then all of a sudden, the signal come on. And then he sees the signal. And he stands up. And he's like, look, I got to go get dressed. Something going down. It feels similar. The difference is this woman ain't Vicki Vale. This one is Catwoman. You'll catch it in a second. The difference is you dealt with a joker, but, not, but, now, you, but now you're about to deal with something different. That's scary to me, I don't know. Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm just joking. It's scary. If I look, if I look, say it's similar, but not the same. Say it again. Say it's similar, but not the same. 
Because now Moses dies. And Moses, when he dies, he dies early. He dies early. Listen, not because he was sinful. He dies early because he allows his issues with the people to get in between him and God. Listen to me, Lemphitine. Do not allow your issues with people to get in between you and God. Moses was mad at the people and he took it out on God. What do you mean? The Bible says, the Bible says speak to the rock. He struck the rock because he was mad at the people. He says, here now, you rebels. If you're thirsty, come drink. And God says, I told you to speak to this rock. You hit the rock, and the rock was an anthropomorphization of the Lord. So the Lord transformed himself into a rock and said, now speak to me, and I'll produce for you. But he hit the rock. Some of you, you're mad at God because of people. You're angry with the Lord because of people. How are you going to have marriage issues and you not be in church? Y'all ain't going to talk to me, and if you don't talk to me, I promise you, I swear for God. How are you going to have issues in your life and with people, and now you take that out on God? I ain't streaming today. I, I, can't, I don't like the way Gertrude talked to me. First of all, I, I, I got issues with people. I don't like the way Darlene said that to me. Moses had issues with people and he took it out on God. Be very careful that you never let people get, th listen, they're not why you started, they should not be why you quit. For every married couple, don't you let marriage re problems be why you're not faithful to God. What, that, what kind of sense that make? For every person with friends, don't you let your friend issues be why you're unfaithful. For my business owners and pastors and leaders, don't you let issues with your followers be why you become a bad one. Don't you become a bad follower because you have half tail followers. So Moses dies early. Somebody say he dies early. Come on, say he dies early. I'm almost done. He dies early. He dies early. Joshua takes over. When Joshua takes over in Joshua chapter 1, the Lord says, I will be with you like I was with Moses. Hey, Joshua, I deal with you because of Moses. Moses said that you were a good pick, so I like you. And because of how you serve Moses, this is why you get to rule. If you look at Joshua 1 and 1, it says, and the Lord spoke to Joshua, Moses' servant. Moses has been dead for 30 days. So Moses is not even in the seat anymore, but he said, the way you served this man, because of how you served him, you automatically qualify. I need you to make this declaration and say, my serve is my setup. Come on, say it like you mean to say, my serve is my setup. So, 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 so check this out. Look at this. In Joshua 3, 7, look what the Lord says. The Lord said to Joshua, today, somebody say today. today. I will begin to exalt you in the sight of Israel um, that they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. In other words, here's what God says. I'm about to change how people that have known you, how they see you. They've seen you as the bar. They're about to see you as the lender. They've seen you struggling. They're about to see you succeeding. They've seen you depressed. They're about to see you getting other people up out of the... They've seen you in bad relationships. They're about to see you in some good ones. They Somebody say, they're about to change how they see me. So how does he do that? Verse 10. And Joshua said, here's how you shall know that the Lord, living Lord God is among you. You will without fail. Here's your word for 2021. It's right there. You will without fail. You will without fail. 
you will without fail drive out from before you. So here's what that means. It's going to require work. But you're going to win. Somebody say, I won't fail. Uh -uh. Drive out from before you who? There's these seven nations that are listed. The Canaanites. Uh-oh, what's Canaan? Promised land. Uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. Look. The Canaanites. The Hittites. The Hivites. The Perizzites. The Gergesites. The Amorites. The Jebusites. The cockroaches. And the killer hornets. Listen. Somebody say seven nations. Seven is the biblical number of completion. So it says, in your next is completion. There are seven things ahead of you that you're about to take out. You're gonna have look, you're gonna have to drive them out, which means they're not gonna leave easily. So the reason, the reason that I need you to to to, to set it off this year is because is because there's some stuff that you're gonna have to push through. Because you're about to drive them back. You're about to drive back poverty, drive back debt. Somebody say, but I'm driving it out this year. What are they facing? They're about to face another body of water. This time it's not the Red Sea. The Red Sea's behind them. The Red Sea represents their past. Somebody say, this is not a repeat. Say similar, but not the same. The Red Sea's about your past. The Jordan River is what they're facing now. This is about their future. And you may say, well, Bishop, it's no big deal. It's, it's just a river. Well, I encourage you to go look at the Mississippi River and tell me. <laughs> not a big deal. Because that thing there, there's a bridge. Listen, don't tell nobody. Keep it between us. There's a bridge. I'm a whole grown man. There is a bridge that goes from Memphis over into Arkansas that crosses the Mississippi. And when I was there just a little bit ago, they took me over the bridge. I was like, all right. <laughs> when I was a kid, I used to think like, like, like this, like, it's like the ocean. It was huge. I, I need to guess this. I need to guess this. I need to guess this. Say the Red Sea is about my past. The Jordan is about my future. What, 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 do, what do you mean, Bishop? See, the Red Sea, Moses put his arms up and the Lord parted it. But the Jordan was different. Somebody say it was different. Give me three minutes. That's not true. Give me six minutes and we're out of here. Go to the next verse. Here's what happens. The Red Sea, the Red Sea, here's what it means in Hebrew. It means the end of a storm and the storm's ending. Remember how I told you how the Lord parted the Red Sea? With a storm. He blew the wind. He sent a storm to part it. In other words, your way out last time was going through something to get to something. It means end of a storm, storm ending. Why is that significant? In, in a hurricane, the most severe part of the storm is the fourth quadrant. Now, it looks like it's passed over because the eye wall has passed, so you think everything's good. And right when you're ready to take a break because you think everything is good, that's when the fourth quadrant starts. But the fourth quadrant, which is the uh, ending of the storm, it also means the storm is ending. You missed it. The last part is the roughest part, but the roughest part means it's over. 
I'm gonna say that again. The last part is the roughest part, but the roughest part means it's over. But the, but the Jordan River, here's what it means. Get in there. Here's what it means. Get in there. Well, well what's the difference? Come here, Moses. Come on, one time. Red Sea, you lift your hands. I part the water with a storm. You don't have to get in it. Put your hands down. This time, get in here. Wait a minute, God. This seems like all I'm going to have to do is give the same level I gave last year, this year. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. No. I'm about to do more this year, so I require more this year. And some of y'all, God says, I'm giving you to the end of this month before you better get your mind made up that you're going to give me the more that I deserve. But there's a few of us that say, it ain't going to take me to the end. I decide today. Come on, somebody say, I decide today. So, so let's look at this, verse 15. And as soon as those bearing the ark had come as far as the Jordan, and the feet of the priests bearing the ark were dipped in the brink of the water. Stop. So God tells Joshua, he says, tell the priests. Somebody say, I'm a priest. You're a king and a priest. Revelation 5.10. It means you're spiritual and successful. You can pray and you can slay. You can go in the boardroom and speak in that tongue, and you can speak in unknown tongues. You can go negotiate a deal and speak in the tongue of that, and then you can walk out and speak in Holy Ghost tongues. You're spiritual and successful. It's not either or, it's both and. You get to be out of debt and be the financer for the kingdom. You... So he says, listen, I need you to carry the ark. I need you to carry the ark. I need you to carry the ark. And the shoes no bearing the ark had carried, uh, come as far as the Jordan. What does it, the ark represent? The ark represents the presence of God. So the priests were the only ones that could carry it. Stop. He says, listen, don't you go into this without being spiritual. Don't you go into this without worship. See, before you lifted your hands, now you're going to carry my presence. That's why I don't miss church. Why? I need the ark to come with me. That's why I teach you how to get your atmosphere right. Why? I need the ark to come with me. And as soon as the feet of the priests bearing the ark were dipped, listen to this, into the brink of the water. Stop. Why is this scary to say? Look at the next part of the verse. Now the Jordan overflows all its banks throughout the time of harvest. Stop. It was flood time. Which means the waters normally... The, the, the waters, y'all see the edge of the stage right there? Pretend like that's the edge of the Jordan. Okay, normally that's where the water is. I know where it is, and I can gauge how deep it is and how fast it's flowing. In flood stage, the water's way over here. I don't know how deep it is. I don't know, I don't know how fast it's flowing. So what makes this a scary instruction, God, is that you want me to get in something I can't control. <laughs> And for every control freak that's listening to me, it's scary to get in there because you want to know every detail. Well, what is this and when is this and when is this and what is that? And, how? and God says, I'm not telling you nothing. You better take them. You better lift them pants up and you better get off in there. I need everybody that's going to do it with me. Just say, get in there. Say it again. Get in there. The Bible says, the Bible says, as soon as their feet touch the brink of the water, and the water was what? Flooding. Say it was harvest time. I need y'all to catch this lepidine. I'm almost done. Say it's harvest time. How do I know when it's harvest time? When there's a flood? Let me see if I can say it another way. What's scaring other people is my entry point. 
When the world says this is a bad time to do that, that's the right time to do that. When the world says we're in recession, that's the right time to say, you may be, but I am not. I'm not participating in your thing. It's harvest time. Please open your mouth. I prophesy to everybody connected to harvest that you would experience harvest time for you. Somebody say, it's harvest time. The only time there was a flood was when it was time to collect some stuff. If I went deep, when the can I go deep? When the water expanded over here, it began gathering things that it wouldn't have normally gathered. So the reason the flood is good is because now I got resources that are flowing toward me that wouldn't have been flowing if there wasn't a flood. Some of you are about to get some yeses they would not normally give. But the flood brought some, hey, brought some re the water don't normally get over here, but it's bringing you some stuff. I got to quit. I got to quit. I got to finish. Verse 16. As soon as they get in there. Sal, get in there. Get in there. Now look. The most scary part is the first step. Now, I, I do what's called winter protest. So somebody said, we're Bishop Socks. I'm protesting winter. I have on footy socks. I don't believe in winter. It's against my religion. The Bible says spring and summer. And winter's in there too, but I reject that part. Listen, I'm joking. All right? The scariest part. Here's the scary part. I have pressure on me because the ark was heavy. Let's be real practical. God, you want me to take a step into my future, and I still have pressure from my past. The ark was heavy. And we listen, we can't drop this. Someone said, I can't drop it this time. Ooh, say it again, I can't drop it this time. Last time you got in there, you exchanged God for progress. You exchanged consistency to get some cash. Can't drop it this time. He said, no. There's water way over here. It's supposed to be over there. This is this, this first step. I don't know how this, I don't know how fast the water is. We don't know how deep the water is. Since it's bringing other resources and stuff because it's way over here, we got debris. We got stuff that's cutting us while we're trying to get into the water. But Joshua said, Bishop said, the Lord said, get in there. So all we know because it took more than one priest to carry the ark. Just like Moses has support, in your next, you're going to have the support you need. Somebody's carrying this with you. Aren't you ready? All right, we're going to take a step. I don't know how it's going to go, but, but we're going to obey. We watched Joshua get us this far. We watched them get us over the Red Sea. And the same God that did it back there 
is going to be the same God that does it now. You need some people you can talk to that ain't going to talk you out of it, but that's going to talk you into it. That's not going to say back up. It's going to say, we got this. I pray you have some people that can carry this with you. I pray you have a circle that can carry this with you. You ready? All right. Let's step. Whew. Wait a minute. What happened? Look, look at the verse. The verse says, verse says that when they stood up and got in the water, the water stood up and rose in a heap very far away. You missed it. What they thought they were going to have to go through, as soon as God knew they would get in there, he moved every obstacle and adversary out of their way. What are you trying to tell me, Bishop? All you're going to have to do in 2021 is take one. Shut up. All you're going to have to do is take. All you're going to have to do is take. And when you take one, he's going to make the water rise in a heap. And he says the, the water rises next to Zerathan to vex or to be an adversary. He, he says, listen, I'm going to make the water stand. Here it is. And it's going to stand right next to an adversary or when you're vexed. Let me translate. God says, you know I'm about to do it when you are vexed, confused, perplexed, unsure of what to do, but you obeyed what I said to do. And the water gets completely cut off and the people pass over opposite Jericho. Go to the next verse for me. Look at this, verse 17. Now the priest bearing the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood firmly on what? Dry ground. You mean to tell me one thing changed everything? Some of y'all, you trying to, you, you way too deep. I need you to not be this deep. Uh-uh, let's go back. You mean to tell me one thing changed everything? If y'all don't act like you heard what I said in this building, you mean to tell me one thing changed everything? That's what it means to set it off. One thing changes everything. And look what the Bible says. And the Bible says this. It says they stood firmly on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan and all Israel passing over on the dry ground until all the nation had finished passing over the Jordan. God says, I'm going to let, like I did last time, everybody's, everything you've been through, I'm not wasting any of it. All of it's coming. The Red Sea was about your past. The Jordan's about your future. I only need one step, but it's going to be more than what you gave me last time. The Red Sea, you did this, and that was good. The Jordan, you have to pull that leg up, and you're going to have to get in there. You're going to have to be ready to be uncomfortable and get in there. And this is why Hebrews 10.35 says this, cast not therefore away your boldness which has great recompense and reward. I gotta go, but can we finish? What does this mean? Say bold. bold. It's bold to take a step into some water and you don't know how deep it is. 
if you're like me and you're a type A personality and, and, and you're that type of like you like we like details like we want to know what's happening we want to know how it's happening when it's happening how it's happening who making it happening what's getting ready to happen after they make it happen and then after that who gonna make the associate happen happen with what's happening because you need to know and they need to update you once it did happen so that you know that everything happened don't judge me why? Because when you, when you, watch me, because when you value what God's called you to do, you don't leave anything up to somebody's sloppiness. When you value what God's called you to do, you want the details to be right. Much as you can. Look at it. He says, cast not therefore away your boldness, which has great recompense of reward. Here it is. I got to quit right here. Say recompense. Recompense means to pay you back. But then recompense of what? Reward. Reward means to give you something new. And 2021, say, I'm bold this year. Let's go back. Wouldn't it make sense? Watch what you can't do. Remember when Moses was facing this? Joshua just told him what to do. Be careful you don't hear me and go out there and, and, and then follow another instruction. That's why God gives you a shepherd. To speak life into your life. What some social media preacher is talking about. And that's nice, but God gives you a shepherd. What are you trying to say, Bishop? Because listen, what if when they're talking, the priests say, remember when Moses did this? I don't think Joshua was right. Let's try to lift our hands first. And the reason you want to repeat what you did last time is because you're comfortable with that. You're safe with that. There's no boldness in that. But guess what happens? But God says, what I, but, but what I need you to do is just follow the instruction. So if I say, Lord, I will obey. Uh -uh, we can't negotiate. This is not the instruction. This ain't going to be a repeat. The instruction is, get that little leg up. Get that pressure on you. Here you go. And get in there. This is bold. And the Lord says, if you do this, I'm going to pay you back for everything you've been through. You see it on the screen. Hebrews 10, come on. Hebrews 10, I'm going to pay you back. I'm going to give you recompense. And I'm going to give you reward. You have need of patience. So after you've done the will of the Lord, you may receive the promise. Go to the next part. That's me. But my righteous one shall live by faith. Say, that's me. And if he shrink back, my soul will have no pleasure in him. Let me tell you what shrink back looks like for you. You ready? Come back. Here's shrink back. Let's pray about it. Pray about what? The instruction was put your little pants leg up and get in there. The instruction was set it up. If you pull back, I'm just researching. Still? What's going to change the last time you Googled it? Go back to the verse. If you pull back, my soul has no pleasure in you, the Lord says. I'm going to delay it. Yeah, I'm going to delay. Now, this is a tough one right here. How many of y'all know this is the toughest one right here? I'm going to delay it. I'm going to wait. Because, you know, it's a lot going on in the world right now. You know what I mean? And, you know... I just want to use hey ba 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 ba
I want to use wisdom. Didn't I tell you? Get in. That's not to say those aren't wise things to do or spiritual things to do. But look at the verse. God says, I will know your heart behind what you do. Because if your heart is to delay because you're shrinking back. If your heart is to pray because you want me to change what I said. Say, Lord, but this year, I will set it off. Say, but this year, I won't mind being uncomfortable. Because this next 12 will be my best 12. Say, this next 12 will be my best 12. Come on, 1115, we're done, but can we give God a praise right there? Wow. Did this word help anybody? That thing was good to me. Listen, if you just prayed that prayer for the first time in the building or you're online, excuse me, just prayed the prayer. If you need to give your life to the Lord, I ain't had you pray yet. If you need to give your life to the Lord for the first time, today is your day. Almost six over, almost 600 people gave their lives to the Lord in 2020. So far this year, almost a person a day that we are able to record has given their lives. So actually, it's a little over that. But today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, recommit yourself, Lord, or be sure wherever you're at, on the count of three, I want you to just throw your hand up. And when you do, we're going to shout and celebrate for you. God loves you. Say he loves me. He's not mad at you. People may be mad. You know, I discovered about some Christians is that the only way they feel spiritual is if they judge other people. I, I never understood that. Like, how, how he gets you out of something and then now somebody else that's walking through their journey, you want to send them to hell just because they haven't gotten over that yet or gotten through their struggle yet or whatever it is. But if you need to become a Christian today, you're there. Secondly, if you give your life to the Lord before, but you've not been faithful, come back to him. Thirdly, if you're like, Mr. Foreman, I don't know where things stand with God. I want to be sure. On three, I just want you to throw your hand up if you're in the building online. Just do the hand wave emoji. Say it to me. One, God's coming to get you today. No judgment, no guilt, no condemnation. One, two, three, if that's you. Hand up in the building or online. Just do the hand wave emoji. Say it to me. Hallelujah. Everybody, pray this with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief, because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. In Jesus' name, amen. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time, recommitted yourself, Lord, and now sure, take out your phone, text decision. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. Text the word DECISION to 55498 to let us know about your decision and we'll send you amazing resources to help you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations! The rest of your life will be the best of your life. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Every day my employees get scam emails. I wanted to protect my business and clients, so I checked out CISA's Secure Our World. They've got four simple ways we can protect our businesses from online threats. Learn more at cisa.gov forward slash secure our world.